When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you, are you done yet? We're Black and Gold Hockey Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag in partnership with the Black and Gold Production Sports Media Company. This is Season 5, Episode 242, and I'm your host, Mark Allred, alongside Miss Heather Ingerson. Heather, what's up, man? Nothing. What's up? Glad to be back. It was sad last week having the internet issues, but we are here, and we have a double agenda, practically. Yeah, that really pissed me off. It's um, my, my modem was uh, doing something wrong. Um, I don't know what the hell happened, but it was like going in and out. Even when we were watching like TV downstairs, it was doing it on our streaming service. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a wonderful day. And uh, so unfortunately, we didn't get a show in together, but we did do a makeup one with a little yeah. bit of a round table with some B&G guys, uh, Kevin O'Keefe, Andrew uh, Taverna, Rye Ellis, and Brett Howard. Um so thank you, gentlemen, for joining me and getting that out yes. so we can, uh, you know, have our sponsors happy. So, yes, thank uh, you, boys. It was entertaining to listen to your discussion. And we've got to get this like big old roundtable for before season going. Like, it'll be fun. Just like, a, 
Get yeah. everyone going because it's fun when you get all the BNG people together, brains colliding like that. Yeah, I want to do I want to do more of them, but it's just it's hard to schedule because my my work schedule and and nightlife is just totally different. So we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do before we get going, I do want to talk about show sponsor BetOnline.ag. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the NFL season. As always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at betonline.ag. Head over to the betonline.ag website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. That's NFL100. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and we do love betonline.ag they've been with us for a while and they mm-hmm. uh, yeah they're a fantastic um outlet for your gambling needs uh please do it responsibly obviously but um i'm having a lot of fun winning and losing but you know it's hockey's coming w- within we're under 50 days so you know get an account at betonline.ag and and you know get ready you can do futures right now like the boston bruins you could put a five dollar bet and win like a thousand bucks or something like that if they win the Stanley Cup. And I don't know the exact odds or anything like that, but it's a lot of fun to look ahead and, and pick some teams that you think that might, you know, go all the way. So Yeah, and I know you're not necessarily pumped up, but football season, for some of us that are, that's another thing you can uh, make your Super Bowl predictions and maybe that's get true. it. So I just that want to that up too. So yeah, bet online AG. All right, let's um let's start off. Uh, Heather, you have control of the agenda again because I am a huge slacker, and you know that. So <laughs> it's all right. Good thing we had two weeks of stuff. So I just yeah, like, right. what can we do right now. So, anyways, this is um kind of just sad. So I wanted to give a shout out to the Nolans because I know sometimes Brian listens. Um, you know, I know you know this because you love your dad's dogs or whatever. But so my friend's dog Whiskey, unfortunately. But, you know, older and they had to make the decision to like, you know, just we've had our time. So on Friday, we went out to Ashburn Ham, got to see Whiskey for the last time. So just want to say rest in peace, Whiskey. You were the best dog. Remember when you you just a pup and you showed up as a rescue from Tennessee? We couldn't get that dog out the crate. And then once we got him out of the crate, it was like, Ooh, that's his <laughs> excited sound. And just, you know, lots of pats and licks and hugs and stuff. So we had an inadvertent party for Whiskey, but. We loved you, buddy. So I don't have any whiskey, but if I did, I'd have some whiskey for whiskey right now. So I just wanted to say that. Um, the other thing is I just wanted to give a shout out. Uh, Miss Hannah, Miss I love Patrice Bergeron so much. He is my heart and soul is off to college. She was putting up some pics and I just wanted to say good luck. Cul- in culinary school, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Very seems good. to be her thing. I think Johnson and Wales. I'm not positive. Yep, something like I think that, that's right. Congrats, she brought Hannah. her girl's love. To Best her dorm luck. room. Yeah. So it, I just thought she really does love the Bruins. She draws pictures of these boys and she's a very devoted fan. So good luck for you. I know you're and, very excited. 
And I uh, actually gave her, I gave it away because it was hard to just, uh, I don't think anybody would truly appreciate it. But uh, we did have an Anders Bjork hand-signed jersey that we got from Bruce Sullivan. And um, and I, I just didn't want to give it away because he didn't want to, like, you know, for the Patreon members. I didn't want to yeah. give it away because the player is not on the team anymore. And I'm not sure if people would really appreciate it. But she's a huge Anders Bjork fan, so I pretty much just... Uh, sent it to her for nothing because she's a cool person and uh, you know basically like a a, a a high school graduation and and welcome to college gift from uh, from everybody here at B and G. All right. Well, I mean, you guys talked about it when you did uh, the pod a couple days ago, so we don't have to dwell on it. But it, obviously, we can't not mention that this week Jimmy Hayes uh, unexpectedly passed away, uh, thirty one years old. Now. I definitely am not going to sit here. You know, I am not a Jimmy Lee Hayes as a player lover. I never like you were like, it's going to be. No, it's not going to be fine. I know part of that's because I'm a BU girl and he's a BC kid. Like, I get that. But like, I absolutely respect their family and just extended family and this friends. And it's just been heartbreaking to see everyone posting and just I just feel for them and it's sad because one thing I've never said is that he's not a he wasn't a solid freaking dude and people love that dude and just like his the podcast buddies and like whatever I just I feel for your family and again we don't want to not mention it but you guys have already kind of talked about it it's just sad and his wife and his boy you just rest in peace Jimmy because you you will be loved and remembered because you clearly made a giant, giant impact, and obviously just the impact on mass hockey alone. So I didn't know if you wanted to say one more thing, but I just didn't want to not mention it. I, I just want to say that I'm going to miss him uh, with the with uh, Shane O'Brien and Scotty Upshaw on the missing curfew. You know, I, I wasn't the biggest Jimmy Hayes fan either, but he was a Massachusetts kid, New England kid, and uh, later on I got more, I got to appreciate him more. You know, and you know, it, it just didn't work out in Boston. You know, and it's it's tough. But um, you know, situations like this are, I never, I never good. I just feel for the family and all his friends yeah. and everything. You know, it's just, it's just really sad. And you know, but um, like when you have someone who literally no one has a bad thing to say about, because that's how awesome of a human you are. Mm. That you know, and just being young. So yeah. Anyways, I, we don't have to dwell on it, but I definitely just yeah. wanted to mention it because how can you not with the impact in the area and whatnot. Uh, but I thought maybe we could follow that up just with something, a couple happy things uh, before we get into like actual hockey talk. Uh, Connor Clifton got married. Congratulations, Connor Clifton. And Charlie Coyle got engaged. We got baby on the way, I believe, with Brandon Carlo. So just some outside of the hockey ring thing. Congratulations to the boys. I believe Wags is getting married this month too or something because I remember him talking about it on Toucher and Rich or something when he was on there. So That's some awesome. happy off-season talks. So congratulations, boys, on that. Yeah, congratulations to everybody on their uh, you know off-season endeavors. You know, this is the time to to make the babies and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and get married and so on and, and get ready for an upcoming season that – uh, is hopefully going to be exciting. I- I'm looking forward to this lineup, to be honest with you, Heather. I'm. I know a lot of people are trashing Donnie Sweeney and and the the, the uh, free agent signings that he made, but I I'm not going to do that. I want to see. I want to see the uh, the proof in the pudding first. You know, I want to see what we get after like 10 games, maybe even 20 games, or maybe even stretch it out to as far as 
uh, the um, the Thanksgiving holiday to to gauge where we are in this, and then then I'll have a um, I'll critique the uh, the team and and how it's been thus far. But I don't want to poo poo on this lineup as of right yet. I'm not going to freak out about it. So I'm not like, hey man, we're totally winning a Stanley Cup, but I'm not like in a panic mode at all. Like I feel like even if I'm not sure, I love it yet because, like you said, we haven't I haven't seen training. I haven't seen what it looks like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't feel like we're going off a cliff anymore because of the off season signings. They might not be my, but they're like useful signings and not really like wasting money. Cause even the contracts are things you can flip this and that, you know, whatever. I'm not I, I'm skeptical. I think I'm more skeptical, but I think it's going to be fun having the normal divisions back. You have a like yes. normalcy. Yay. Like, I don't yes. know. We have to go to a Montreal Canadiens game. We got to do it. And just, yeah. I mean, one thing yeah. before we get started, I am a little disappointing in the schedule. You know, yeah. I, I really thought that, I mean, the NHL and a lot of writers were in, were instilling in, in all our minds that there was going to be road games where you'd have two apiece and then, you know, make it good for the for the the players and, you know, it not to rush around and travel and blah, blah, blah. So I, I kind of wish that that was going to happen. But, you know, it is what it is. And, and you know, I guess there's only going to be one or two of those games and not like um, – with what we thought was going to happen, but kind of disappointing in that, but whatever. Yeah, it'll be all right, though. The good news, I think we're about a Matt Grizzlick's day away from dropping the puck. As of now. Nice number and, reference, uh, number 48. Yeah, and uh, I think it'll, um, I think we'll be okay. I mean, I'm not, until I see what it is, I can't really be like, yeah, we're definitely getting out of the second round this year. You know, like I need to yeah. see what's happening on the ice. And generally, as I'm not, as I said a million times, not really an optimistic person generally, but as a sports fan, like Jesus, like I said, I'm a Bruins and a Bills fan. If I, I can handle a lot of things probably just from the PTSD of like loving yeah. the team <laughs> and uh, especially the Bills. But can't wait. Sorry. I know not football, hockey, right. focus, how to focus. But anyways, the, I think they're going to be all right. And we'll see. I usually am like, yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. But then by Thanksgiving is when I'm like, what in the fuck? Why is the trade <laughs> deadline three months away? Or whatever. Yeah. Like you're not doing anything. Cause you know, that. but that'll be fine. But continuing on the awesomeness of the Bruins, just this. And just generally uh, every year they have, this is the 19th one. I think uh, they always do the Jimmy fun thing at Fenway park. And uh, Bruce Cassidy, Tuka Rass, Charlie Coyle, uh, Matt Grizzlick, some of the boys were down there anyways, participating in that as they always do. It's uh, the WEEI slash Nesson uh, Jimmy Fund telethon. And uh, that's where we learned that Tuka Rask will come back for $350,000 and some Bud Light. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I was yeah, like, well, you know what, Tuka? Now we're talking. You got to give them 750000 because it's a league minimum, right? But you could give them $350,000 cash and the rest of it in beer. Jacobs can get that sponsorship. No, I'm just kidding. That I'm just, I don't, we don't need to talk about two guys. Just, no, it's just to clarify, he can't come back for that amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. It that's why I'm prorated. It will be prorated to when he does come back, but the mm -hmm. AAV states and the CBA, I believe that 750,000 yeah. is actually the league minimum. Yeah. That's why I was joking. We can pay him half in beer and half right. in cash. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, because he's a veteran, so the league minimum is seven fifty, right? I, think. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So um, that was just—I just thought that was hilarious because that's the thing is that I do appreciate Tuka. So when he says things, when they ask him, so you'd play for like three hundred fifty thousand dollars, like yeah, and 
I'd play for Bud Light or something like that. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, took us so I think his I think his career earnings are, are right around sixty million. So I'm sure he's not hurting right now. Yeah. Well, he had said earlier in the week, it's not at this point. It's not about playing, chasing money, it, or whatever. And he has no yep. interest in playing anywhere else. So whatever happens, happens. And yeah, maybe if we have time, we can discuss the room. Maybe he'll be a goaltending coach. Maybe he will in a couple years. Like I feel like yeah. if Tuka doesn't end up back in the NHL, he's gonna take a year off. You know what I mean? He too yep. probably would like to go home, visit family, and do whatever. His kids are young. Uh, all right. So that's that. All right. Moving on. Um, so David Pasternak, because we didn't get to talk about it, he was named Czech player of the year for the fifth time. Isn't that awesome? That is Can awesome. Like, the kid that, that had cool, David Krejci on the wall as a kid has surpassed the thing, you know, it's like <laughs> a long line of, but no, he's awesome. And I'm sure they're very, you know, how can you not be proud if you're a big, Czech big player? honor, big honor for, you know, the, his native country and, mm -hmm. you know, and, a great another solid ambassador for the Czech Republic um, mm -hmm. country as it is, you know, and I'm sure kids are going to be watching and learning and and, you know, um, inspire inspiration. Uh, I can't even talk right now, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, it's just a, a yeah. good all around guy that that kids can look up to and, you know, and, and learn from his work ethic and possibly be future NHLers uh, in the near future. Exactly. Crazy wanted to be Yager. And Pasternak wanted to be crazy, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, yep. so no, the Czech Republic, I mean, they have a lot of hockey greats, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, Pasternak. And I can just see him being like, oh, guys, another one. Thank you. I'm so happy <laughs> for this. Uh, but yeah. So anyways, just wanted to mention that real quick. Um, I don't know if you... Oh, no, never mind. I'm going to follow this up. I'm just going to get, we're not going to talk about it because I'm just going to get mad. I get mad with the crazy thing because there's like, yeah, I know with you, if I have the discussion, it's not going to be like a nasty, stupid fucking Bruins fan conversation. But generally speaking on Twitter and Facebook and everything, it's just like so, it's like, it doesn't have to be like, it's reasonable to be like, I don't want him to come back, but I love David Krejci. It's also yeah. reasonable to say, I'm not sure, but maybe he could. Like, it doesn't matter because I just want to bring up the point as a David Craigie fan. He never once said he would be back. Like, after the con, after he played in the chat, he never said he was coming back to the NHL this season at all. He's never said he's coming back to the NHL or not coming back to the NHL. But at no point did David Craigie ever say or insinuate he would be back in the NHL this season. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just. Weird. If he but is, what he, did, what he did say was, uh, this is not uh, the last Boston has seen from him. So right. I expect sometime soon that he'll be a flag uh, waiver up in the stands sooner or later. And that's what he was Well, that's what about. I mean. Like, you, he <laughs> might come back and like be at the playoffs. You'll see him, him, the kids, and yeah. wife up there eating popcorn or whatever. But yeah, but as for playing, for all the fighting that the Bruins fans want to do, which, by the way, is largely based on some writers that don't have enough to write about, so they just got to stir the pot instead kind of thing. And then fans, because they trigger, and then it's like, all I'm saying is, again, I don't think, I think stop acting like if he did play, it would be the worst thing that ever happened to this team, because it really wouldn't. It'd be like, hey, great, you were on a nine-month vacation, really. I mean, if you think about it in perspective kind of thing. Mm. On the other hand, obviously, realistically, he's probably not coming back. And even as a diehard crazy fan, I can say that and be okay on the and we'll be okay as a team. 
Like, you know, it's hard to tell which way we went. Did we get better, worse, or kind of more of the same, but maybe with a little more hope. We don't know yet. Again, you got to see the product on the ice. But I just got to put the crazy thing to bed. Never once did David Krejci say he'd be back. And I just brought it up because he had his first press conference as a rooster and officially got his jersey. And he probably is like, wow, these are busy jerseys because there's so many logos. Crazy. (laughs) All right. So that's it. No thoughts on Krejci. I know you boys already discussed it. Yeah, but that's we, we discussed it. And, you know, it's he's if he signed, if the Bruins, if he comes back at the because the the uh, European season ends in March or whatever, you know, so there's heavy speculation that he'll play a full year and blah, 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 and he'll come back here. But he still has to go through waivers. Um, you know, it, once a team signs him, it doesn't even have to be the Boston Bruins necessarily. But once a team signs him, to a contract he's got to go through the waiver process so i don't i don't know i don't see it happening um and yeah, he's so gonna be a, a year he's gonna be a year um older and i don't know i just don't see it happening i i and i said it on the um on the round table on wednesday night that um ra actually called it on the spit and chicklet saying that one of the bruins uh tuka rask or david Krejci will not return to the boston bruins so yeah. Have to go with RA on this one and say it's a not happening. Sorry, folks. Yeah, but that's my whole thing. It's like just he Krejci never even said that. Everyone else but Krejci has said that, and that's yeah. cool. Sweeney said maybe everyone stop, just stop. Okay, good. We're moving on. Love you, David Krejci, though. Can't wait to see you thinking about ordering New Jersey. Yeah, good um, luck in the season. Yeah, good luck because, you know, we do love you and we carry you in our hearts. Uh, All right. I didn't know we had this down and I just we don't have to talk about this if you don't want. But um, I like to point out (laughs) on the day that I couldn't say any words, I did call the motional thing. Did I did I not? The day I couldn't say words, my brain was like, is this like Scottish or is it French? Is it it very French? If it's yeah. like thing, or is it Mojanel? And remember, I said to you, no, but like Moulin yeah. Rouge, like I. So I just have to say, but anyways, he had a pre- couple pressers, and he's talking about down in Providence. So I didn't know if you just wanted to. We we're going to talk about it last week. Maybe make some comments about anything, or I mean, he's had some high praise for some people, uh, and he seems like he's going to kind of be a hard ass. That's what I. He's coming across, yeah. not in a bad way. You can be a hard ass in a good way. No, it's a very good thing for the Providence Bruins moving forward with a new coach. Obviously, Jay Leach is going to take uh, his time and go to Seattle, and and there's going to be upward movement. And I'm kind of shocked that that um, Trent Trent Whitfield didn't get the opportunity first. But I have inside information that um, John Ferguson Jr., who is the technical uh, the GM of the Providence Bruins, and or like the uh, um, under Don Sweeney, uh, Bruins general manager, um, was very high on getting him uh, to be the bench boss. They they have a really good relationship. They work well together. They see the same um, landscape of this team, which is good. And they you know they're 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 both on on uh, on top of everything that needs to be done. You know, player personnel and so on. So it was a no brainer for this to happen. And, and it sounds like Ryan's really excited uh, in in that half hour press conference that he had with several media members um, via uh, zoom uh, had some positive things to say. And, you know, he looks like he really wants to, to, uh, to get the, you know, ball rolling on the season. This is his first head coaching job in the American hockey league. And it goes this, 
his last job was in the East Coast Hockey League with the defunct um, uh, Las Vegas Wranglers, so the original uh, Las Vegas team back in the day. So uh, this is going to be something new for him, but I'm I'm really positive that he's going to, you know, stay with the systems that the Boston Bruins are going to instill in him, and 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 you know, get these players ready for the break uh, glass in case of an emergency uh, situation when they don't have to be told on how to play a, a certain system, and you know, so. Um, it should be fun, and I, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully, if we uh, if we get invited back as media members down to Providence, I have the opportunity to uh, interview him. Yeah, that would be awesome. But anyways, I like I said, I liked what I heard from him. You know, we'll see what happens. He seems to understand what the Bruins kind of philosophy and like the system absolutely on, in both cities is like, and he's willing to put his own twist on it. You know, hopefully enrich it and not take it away. From it. So, anyways, good luck to the Providence Bruins again. Uh, we're about Mac Reslick days away from them too, because the Bruins all open up on the same day this year. Okay, um, I want to mention someone who I love very much, as you know, Mark Savard. He uh, was named the Windsor Spitfires head coach. Yay, Mark Savard! Back to his old stomping grounds, not the Spitfires, obviously, because he was an Oshawa General, but the OHL, where he is one of actually the best players that ever has come through that system, if you can believe that. And obviously, because he's awesome, but because of all the players that have come out of there. So congratulations, Mark Savard. Someday we hope to see you as one of the Bruins coaches. But again, maybe just trying to keep it close to home, given being a dad and everything else, you know. So anywhere well, makes, makes total sense for him, you know, and, and this is a way to get himself involved and, um, you know, with be around the, his kids because his kids are teenagers and they're getting older. But, you know, maybe after a short tenure with the, uh, the, the Windsor Spitfires, that maybe a job opened up in the uh, in the NHL again. He was a uh, assistant coach with the St. Louis Blues for one season, but um, I resigned from that position to go home and be closer to the kids and so on. So uh, you can see that hockey is still um, a high priority in his life, his family's life, and 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 uh, and and to be that that uh, that teacher you know, of uh, not only how to, how to tape a stick up and so on, but you know, how to, uh, you know, kill a penalty or, or score a power play goal or set one up for that matter uh, is important. So I think that he's just one of those, one of those types of people that just loves to, uh, to teach the, the game to younger members of the, of um, our uh, developing core. Yeah. Uh, we love Mark Savard and we wish him the best of luck. Uh, and, to point out, he was seventh all time in the OHL. He had 413 points in 238 games, including 281 assists. And that is why me and Lisa used to call him the assistinator because Savvy just, I don't know, he could do things. I, I can, all I can ever think of is that goal when he just, there was literally a no angle goal. Like, what is, what are you magical? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So good luck. And the Spitfires will definitely benefit from having him on there. Okay. So, I have one that's, uh, this was again for more last week and it's kind of died down a little, but the rumors have resurfaced about what's going on with DeBrusque is Alberta calling him home to Edmonton or Calgary. I'm not convinced that at this point that's necessarily happening. I think, um, I think they want to see what happens at training camp. You know what I mean? Because they also don't want to, at least they know what they're getting with DeBrusque. Do you know what I mean? And maybe he is better and maybe he looks more like himself. Uh, but what do you think? I, I think that he's going to, I mean, obviously uh, be in the lineup. 
Um, but how long is up to him. And um, hopefully he does something good this year and snaps out of the funk. You know, it, I'm willing to give him a pass because of everything that was going on and emo- personal and emotionally um, w- with the COVID stuff and being a younger man and, and trying, to, you know, trying to do the things that young 20 year olds want to do, but they're told they can't do and so on because of uh, safety issues and blah, blah, blah. Um, but let's see where we are at the trade deadline with him. If, if he's, if he's doing really good, obviously keep him as a piece because don't stop a train that's rolling, you know? Um, but I do see that if, if it's not working out and he does have some kind of value on the open market, then you evaluate him at the trade deadline and you possibly make him a leverage piece for something that you do need either on the defense or, or forward, you know, uh, one more piece to go forward into, you know, cracking the code of the second, uh, second um, uh, round playoff and hopefully a Stanley Cup run, who knows, but you know, th- th- all those variables can be, uh, can, you know, be put in place. It's, it's there's a lot to unpack with Jake DeBrusque and these rumors because you know for the longest time it was just Edmonton. So this is this is a new rumor because Calgary is involved now and so on. So and a lot of people are saying, well, it's, it was straight up uh, him for Monahan, and I was like, it's not happening. That's not happening. Monahan's got actually two full seasons left under his contract, oh, and he's yeah, gonna it's was... gonna be a lot more than Jake DeBrusque uh, to go for uh, for Sean Monahan. So. I thought it was funny on the podcast the other day. I think I went to school with like six Sean Monahan's. <laughs> That's the perfect Boston name. Um, first of all, Calgary isn't giving you Monahan for just a brusque. I'm just saying. I'm not being a jerk, but it's right. not happening. Um, I'm with Jake DeBrusque. I love Jake DeBrusque. I want to give him another chance because, again, psychological things, uh, just generally to like, he needs a little more trade value. I think he should be the third line left wing. Because I don't think you spent all that time making him a left wing owner to force him to work on the right side the last two seasons because nobody else could be healthy and or do the job or whatever. Like, I'd like to see him back where they've had him be. Maybe not so much pressure. Now he's not with crazy, you know, it's not all the crazy COVIDness. And it's his job to stay a Bruin. Like, if he'd rather be here, and at the same time, if you'd rather go back to Edmonton, at least build your value up there. You know, if you need to go home or whatever, you know, you'd rather be closer to family and friends. Like, that's fine. But I think the Bruins haven't given up on Jabrusk. I haven't either. But I just want you to either be the Jake Jabrusque we need you to be or give yourself enough value that we don't get fucked trying to get rid of you. That's all I'm at. Well, we don't. Because if not, we're stuck with him all season if we can't get rid of him at the trade deadline. Like, that's what. But he's there to fight it out with everyone else. But I think we'll see DeBrusque. I do. I think he'll be the one of the, generally at least, in the lineup. All right. That was it. Do you have any other thoughts on that? I just was like, yeah, is no. this more? I feel like, is this old rumors again? Because it's the lull of the offseason and let's just start. It was like how every three weeks Connor Garland had to pop up for a little bit there. Uh, all right. So that's that. We agree with that. So I'm going to get to the next one that I feel like is shut up about Jack Eichel, everyone. Just shut up about <laughs> Jack Eichel. I'm going to just run through it real quick. I love me some Jack Eichel. If we could afford Jack Eichel, I would love to have Jack Eichel. That would be like the dream goddamn team in my mind. Okay. But it's not happening. This poor kid 
just wants to get a surgery done so he can have the rest of his goddamn career the way he wants on his own terms. I heard there was a meeting. They wouldn't even like, there's still no decision. Like it was like lawyers and doctors. Yeah, and, like, the, he uh, switched his the agent. NHL, the NHLPA. Yeah. Um, the Buffalo Sabres, Eichel. Mm. Uh, yeah, his agent switched. He's now with Pat Brisson, who is really well known uh, with making deals with Montreal. So who knows with that? But uh, I yeah, don't wants to go to whoever will let him have the surgery he wants to have. That's yeah. the team he wants to go to. Who will yeah. let me, as a 20 whatever year old man, decide how to fix my goddamn spine? <laughs> yeah. And Buffalo either has to deal with it and just, and after all this time, he could have already had the surgery and been on his way to healing, is what I am so. You're yeah. lit. I'm not, I don't know what necessary, sir, or not. I, I don't know that. I'm not a medical professional. All I know is that I've never seen or rarely seen a player very adamant about having a surgery that a team won't approve. So I don't know if it's too risky, whatever the deal is, but if he really feels like he needs to have surgery as a human, he should be able to have the fucking surgery. That's yep. just how I feel about it. Do we need to pull... 27 other people into the room like no i don't think we do but apparently we do but generally speaking i love jack eichel and all you're doing is upsetting me by continuing other bruins fans to rant on and on about are we going to get eichel we're not getting eichel stop fighting the people who think we're getting eichel we can't afford eichel jack eichel is a pipe dream which is great i love him warm and feelies all the way it ain't happening. So can we yeah. move on just like the David Krejci isn't coming back at least this season? Like you said, we will see him black and gold again. There'll be things. He might not be in the uniform, but like he's going to come back to the fold. But drop it. No Krejci, no Eichel, no Jake DeBrus. Can we just let those things go? Okay. Just for, just for like a week. Just until we know when training camp is, okay? Like what the schedule is for that. All right. Ready? Let's move on. Then I'll just let that go. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to ask you this. So, so Fabian LaSalle, right? Or Lysel or whatever. I can't Lysel. remember. I keep, yeah. All right. So, anyways, he got drafted by the Vancouver Giants in the WHL the year before, right? In the 2020 draft or whatever for their import draft. And then he got drafted by us 21st overall. Was it 21st overall? Yeah. And he signed his entry level deal. I'm as, I just wanted to ask you, like, he hasn't actually committed to play there, but you think he's going to play there, right? I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but do you think that's where he's going to end up is probably playing for the Giants in the WHL? The options there. Uh, Ryan Mujanel, the new um, bench boss of the Providence Bruins, did say in that um, uh, press conference that he did, his introductory, into whatever, uh, press conference into the organization as the new head coach, uh, mentioned that um, I think it was uh, Mark Diva that that uh, asked him, um, "What about Fabian Lasalle? Where where are we with him?" And and Mujanel said that, um, "Yeah, we're going to start off with um, uh, prospects, the challenge in Buffalo, and uh, in that tournament, which is now a three team tournament per." Uh, Matt Porter, Boston Globe, that tweeted out today that Pittsburgh did pull out. In fact. So it's going to be New Jersey, Buffalo, and the Bruins um, in September. I, I'm not sure the dates. It's in the mid, middle of September. Uh, so it's right around rookie camp. Uh, there'll be a one-day rookie camp at Warrior Ice Arena, most likely on a Thursday. Then they fly to Buffalo immediately after for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday uh, tournament. Um, but he did say that if he has a good 
prospects challenge, we'll move on from there. I think that's going to be the catalyst of where they see his game and say, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to NHL training camp. And then we'll, we'll, um, we'll uh, assess our, his, his game there as he's uh, matched up against bigger and a wide range of, of uh, ages when it comes to hockey players on the Boston Bruins uh, staff or roster at, at training camp. Um, and then if he, if he makes it to NHL training camp, I kind of have a feeling that he'll um, that's when they'll really say, you know what? He might be AHL Providence Bruins already. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't survive prospects challenge, I think that's when they say, okay, let's get him into the WHL's uh, Vancouver Giants organization out west and uh and i believe the dub is a great place for him to go but it remains to be seen on what type of um game and and he's gonna bring and and to the um to have um all these members of the boston bruins management um you know evaluate him and so on so i mean I don't want to throw it out there, but I mean, it, this is a really good possibility. He could crack the NHL lineup. I mean, things, you know, not craziest yes, things have happened. Not yes, not, sir. No, no, I'm not saying that. There's a good possibility. You know, it's happened in the past. First rounders can make the NHL. It's not the first time that this has, could happen, but the, the, uh, the options are there for him to go to the dub and, and, and the AHL. So we'll see what happens. My point of that is, yeah, but that depends on what team drafts you, whether first-rounders end up directly in the NHL. Do you know what I mean? Like, the Bruins system is so constructed that – so, like, some teams maybe – so, like, in the Bruins system, there's so many players. Do you know what I mean? It's a little harder for if you're the one that got drafted this year to necessarily crack the lineup. Well, right? it's, it's, it's in your play. If you're a better player, you deserve to play. I know, but that's what I'm saying, though. But, like, in the, like for the Bruins, I just personally feel that – he hasn't even played a season over here on the ice or right. transitioned or anything. Right. You have other European players who have already done that. He may be spectacular, but even spectacular might just make him stand out enough to be on the age. You yeah. know, like I'm not saying he couldn't, I'm just saying it's not like a Lafreniere, you know what I mean? Well, in a roundabout way, you sounded like you, it, there's no chance of him making the NHL. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is for this particular player, that is the least, probably the least likely scenario that's going to probably happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, just because as we've talked about, you want to see them get a year in at least, you know, I mean, I think maybe that would be better if it was in the AHL. Do you know what I mean? If like the skill set looks like he can at least hang with that group of kids, you know what I mean? And stands out in that camp and really shows against other people. But like, I don't feel like he's necessarily going to, disrupt necessarily Jake DeBrus. Cause I feel like if a player is going to do that, like he's going to really like against Anika show up, like, do you know what I mean? Kind of thing, because some people have already been established. That's all I'm saying. But I certainly wouldn't say a first round draft pick has never made the NHL. Obviously that would be a ridiculous statement. I'm just saying this particular one. I know, but you were circling around it a little bit. Come on. (laughs) No, I wasn't. I was circling to this particular one in this particular system. There's no holes that he necessarily needs an immediate fill on, you know? So, but I just was more wondering if it would be more beneficial in the W because that is a good league, I think, uh, to kind of get, you know, kind of thrown into the jackpot of like how North American style hockey works. All right. Um, so that being said, we have 
a lot of ass BNGs. We're going to put it in the middle here because we're going to have to do it before and after the break. So are you ready, sir, to answer some questions? We have, let's, hopefully I have all the questions. Let's hope so. We fly right through these too. Yeah. Well, we're doing good. We're, we're not that far into this. So anyways, uh, Casper J at Casper underscore J. If a couple of prospects blow the doors off of camp, let's say Stadnika and one of Seneshin or Steen, for example, who comes out and what do your new lines look like? Tough one for me. Tough one for me because of the way this NHL roster is kind of coming unfold, uh, to, you know, with training camp not that far away, just next month. So I really don't see Sidnika making the lineup, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's going to be a first line son down at Providence to finish out his entry-level deal. And uh, for Sidnika himself, might have a better opportunity uh, next season with a few departures and uh, the Bruins resign him obviously to a, an extension. So um, I really don't know anybody that I can think of that are actually going to blow the doors off of everybody else that, you know, um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see it happen. That's what, that's what I was thinking for the same reason. I just said that about Fabian that I can't really think of any of the young guys that are, there's no, there are people who like a Stadnika who could maybe crack the lineup. You know, he's definitely in the mix of possibly making the final cuts because you can only carry so many people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But we've done too many off season moves that, like you said, a sure NHL contract have to have a spot kind of positions. And it's going to be a hard sell, I think, to really blow the doors off. I think they might already have in mind who they may work into the lineup if. The, it pans out during camp and what they see in the action. But right. I can't think of anyone that will blow the doors off, though. That's kind of how I was thinking. So I'm not really worried about what the lines will look like. I'm still trying to mull over people we know have been in our lineup, plus the people we got for our lineup. Like, it's all the bottom six, man. My brain, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, what? No, there's too many options. Just kidding. All right. Ryan Ellis at Ryan Ellis underscore. Who do you predict the Bruins' most improved player ends up being this season? That's a good one. This is a very good question. Yeah, most improved player. I I, I just want to say Charlie Coyle. I really want him to do good, and I want if he does take that second line center, I really want him to excel with the with a better complement of people higher up. I'm not saying that in the in his previous third line duties he had crap wings. I'm saying it's a higher quality of player with with uh obviously Taylor Hall and, uh, and Craig Smith potentially we'll see what happens with that. But I just want him to get back on the point. Once he gets rolling on the point production and increased role as second as two C, I think he's going to do really good, but he just got to get there first. And, 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 you know, the struggles of not producing points and at that role at two C, I don't want to see him uh, go pointless for stretches and stretches. You know what I'm saying? Um, I it's hard to see who to improve because there are a lot of people who are kind of stagnant. I hope if we have to have like we don't know what will happen, but say like if Wags is on the team, I really hope he has a better year like he used to, you know, kind of yeah. thing. If he's who ultimately it pans out, and that'll piss a lot of people off. But like you said, once the, the coaches see with their eyeballs what it looks like, they're gonna make their ultimate decisions whether we like it or not, or whoever the 22 people are that are in it's that true. thing. So, um, but I'm hoping it's Zaboral 
because Ooh. I like Saboro. And I really hope not in kind of a high pressure, hey, you and Jeremy Lozon now are the lefty. Good luck with that. Just like, just try to follow their lead. I don't know. Just don't make it a hot mess, okay? And overall, I think him and Lozon both, they had good moments. They had bad moments, you know, like uh, both played some time with Charlie Coyle and neither of them, I think. McAvoy. Uh, McAvoy, what I say? Co Coyle, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but although they obviously aren't, of on par with Charlie Coyle. Neither of them particularly looked like fish out of water crazy. You wouldn't expect from rookie, maybe not quite a ready to be in the role there in defenseman. Um, I hope it's him. Uh, but the most improved, like it's hard to tell, like they've been so stagnant for so long, but that's who I'm going with. I really hope it's Saboro. Good choice. All right. I know that wasn't exactly a question, Ryan, but again, it's like, Nobody seems to be moving forward, but just like Mark said, I hope it's cool. All right. Kevin O'Keefe uh, at Kevin underscore O'Keefe 89. If the Bruins bring back the Pooh Bear jerseys, how disgusted <laughs> would you be on a scale of one to Toronto Maple Leafs? I know this was a joke question, but I got to answer this. I hate the Pooh and Meth Bear. Both oh. of them. I hate them. So I'll raise it on a scale of one to Montreal Canadians because that's where my brain goes is like, past Montreal Canadiens. So past Montreal Canadiens, yeah. it's back to the Maroons. I'm not a fan of uh, – I, I don't mind the meth bear patches. Yeah, the only shoulders, the patches. Though. But the I would not want it as your crest. No. Exactly. The, the meth bear, hell no. And uh, Pooh Bear on LSD in the woods just <laughs> tripping away. Uh, that's a big uh, hell no, too. I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan of the cuddly thing. I, you know, it, every time I think about this – I think about the movie Slapshot when the when the bus driver is beating the shit out of the bus with a sledgehammer and and Ned Braden comes out, hey, hey, what are you doing? And he just turns around and goes, I'm making it look mean, you know, and and that's what I picture myself doing with the Pooh Bear jersey is just stomping on it, trying to get it angry. <laughs> Like one, one of the bears is like listening to like hardcore industrial rock tweaking out. And then yeah. the other one is like at a dead concert smoking, just like, <laughs> oh man, like, just like you said, I dropped a couple in tabs and I smoked some truth. <laughs> Why do we have to have a bear? Why can't we just know. compromise? Can we just do what I want? Have the spoked bee because that's the best. Let's face it. And then I actually like the old original bear that they bring back in the black and gold, obviously, not in the old yeah. hideous like cranberry and yellow or whatever. Put those on the patches. That way I don't have to hear the meth bear poo bear. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, yeah. I know that I know that was a silly question because he says, and for my actual question, what are your thoughts on a possible campus Lindholm for the Bruins to address the left side top four defensemen? Need at some point this season. Sorry, hey, Hampus has is, is been in the rumor mill a lot uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, yeah, probably due to the fact that that um, that um, Don Sweeney has worked with the Anaheim Ducks in the past, um, so it's a kind of a relationship. Um, I'm not sure exactly who the GM over there is. I, I think I have a good idea, but I just don't want to say it can be wrong. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I want I still want to see what we can do with the 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 players that we signed this year. So that's something that we probably revisit during the season if the if the defense is absolutely terrible. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I go with his actual question, like at some point this season, like not oh, okay. yeah. now kind of thing. So I agree with you. I think that they've made, whether I love it or not, I think they've made their moves on defense for now. And that's to look forward to see from there. There'll still be time if like things look, maybe it's not going to be what they need before the season starts. But he still has... He has this year, he has this contract with the Ducks. He's played with them eight years. He's pretty consistent, about a 30-point goal, you know, uh, point getter. Uh, he's a big guy, 6'3", you know. But at this point, I don't. we don't have the cap space or need for it because we don't need if we need it. But I absolutely, like, I'm ready to shake it up at the trade deadline. Again, if I can't go through three seasons of this, I am not a Sabres fan, and I cannot – deal with always being in some sort of weird re- rebuildish mode you know what i yeah. mean kind of thing yeah. so i'm all for like if shit isn't panning out let's pull the trigger again like i love jake debrusque but in february I can yeah. see it if it ain't happening kind of thing you know and whatever so yes i actually do think that he might be a good if um we'll see what fulbert having a little bit size on the back end doesn't help out there but he wouldn't be a bad pick he's a veteran i mean I don't know, but not right now. Definitely not right now. That's all I, that's my actual answer, Kevin. Thank you for your questions. Whoo. Okay. Focus. And come on. Whoo. Pump it up. Pump it up. Ready? Just kidding. Um, I just have to say this. Um, dump and change ass in honor of our boy Jayma. Thoughts on bringing Chara back. Okay. I know it was a joke, but I had to just see what your face would be like. If I said it out loud. You know, those, funny. I just, for my own those, entertainment. <laughs> Those characters, uh, big hell no to downtown Boosie of the uh, Dump and Change Hockey Podcast. They are awesome. They are on the uh, BNG uh, Podcast Network, and we love them. Uh, but no, uh, that's not even remotely funny. But uh, something on a serious note, I do want to say, um, you know, shout out to J- Jared Martin. Uh, thoughts and prayers with you, brother, and hopefully mm-hmm. that you are going to be recovering uh, or are recovering and hope to talk to you again soon, brother. Cause I yeah. definitely miss you. And, uh, you know, hearing the word that you were in the hospital for, yeah, I think he's still in the hospital. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm uh, pulling for you, big guy. Definitely love you. Lots of love. And, uh, from your BNG family over here at the black and gold hockey podcast. So, uh, I'm partly why I thought that I just had to ask it to trigger. So in case, yeah. uh, everybody can get triggered a good yeah that's what i could think is i like sorry and he's like but i love how boosie's like just kidding before you're you know all over me about because ah, yeah trigger mark and i was like oh dude i have to oh, ask yeah. okay so anyways <laughs> love the dump and change boys we love you jayma and uh you know where we are Okay, Paul Bannister, well, at Paul Bannister, under Nanooksovic, in case you're looking it up, says, regarding Providence Bruins, this one's for you, my friend, mostly probably. I'll try my best. Uh, Which players have two-way contracts? Are they likely to play in the NHL this season? Um. Well, Sinishin did accept his qualifying offer, but has not yet signed, so we don't know what's going on with that. Um. Who knows? I mean, I mean, it, 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 injuries could happen. You know, it, it happens every year. So uh, you could see some players come up and get a taste of the NHL. I could see, you know, Cameron Hughes getting, uh, you know, technically not a prospect anymore. They did resign him to a one-year deal, two-way. So I could see him getting some time at center if needed. Um, 
maybe Samuel Asleen could get a little taste here and there for his hard work down in Providence and at the East Coast Hockey League level with the, um, you know, the former Bruins double A minor pro affiliate, the Atlantic Gladiators, um, which has now um, moved north. So the affiliate isn't in Maine now, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, Stanika, you know, I mean, he's on the ELC one more year. So his, he's, he has availability to come up to the NHL and, and get some time if needed. Um, Oscar Steen could be another one. I mean, there's, there's a lot that you can go down. I don't want to go down the whole roster and say who's, who is and who's not. I just wanted to mention some names that, that could possibly do it. But good question, though. Oscar Steen's been talked about a lot lately. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think many of them will see a chance unless there's injury related, you know, as for going back to the who will blow the doors off or maybe crack the actual lineup. But, but some but of these options are nice to – oh, I was going to say, but some of them, like a Steen, a, like I would be excited to see Asleen a little bit to see what he yeah. – you know, like what would happen. So it would be nice if maybe – like, again, if things aren't going as solid as we want, maybe we leave one of those bottom six spots and someone can come in and out. Another thing that's important to know, too, is is how good this Boston Bruins team does in 21-22 and how far ahead they are of everybody else. You know, if they're, if they're a monster this year and, and just trucking over all the teams um, in April, you know, it, when towards the end of the season – that's a time, you know, if you're way ahead, it, it, you could bring up some of these kids and give them a taste and say, you know, here, here's your first NHL game. Thank you for all the work you've done down at the minor pro level to get to this, to get this opportunity. So that's not out of the realm, but all obviously injuries are going to play a big part in a lot of the, uh, the upward movement from the American Hockey League minor pro affiliate. Yeah. So uh, Paul also asked us at this time, what are the top six, bottom six and D lines going into the season? If it started today, I wish I, I'm mm. sorry, Paul, I did not do my homework on this, but I would say, I why mean, don't we just... do this, Mark? What I'll do is I'll circle this and we're going to, I'm going to re-ask you Paul's question next week and we'll answer this Great. question more fully. Great. Paul's, okay, a, Paul's Paul. a loyal listener. So I know yeah. he's going to be uh be all about this so yeah we, we, we will make this a topic next week paul and thank you and i love that i'm gonna name it paul's way. topic yes and i actually say that and now we're on to paul's topic but if you don't feel prepared to like give paul the answer that he does deserve because yeah let me do some homework on that and then we'll we'll uh you know get you get you that uh that answer paul but thank you for all the right question thank anyway. you um okay um i think that we're gonna i'm gonna ask you one more question we'll talk about and then maybe we can go towards our break just because i'm starting to get dry throat from asking talking asking all the questions so bad before i start getting very hyper today Heather. huh did you have a lot of sugar this morning I didn't. I'm just trying to, like I said, it has not been that kind of day nor that week. But once that camera's on, welcome to the black and gold hockey. Same race as why I'm like, thank you for calling Geos. How can I help you? Yeah, I love me. it. Okay. So that's what you do so, when I call for food? Oh, no, fine. no. Actually, when I see your name, I go, no, I'm just kidding. I know you're going to edit that out, but that's between us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't actually say anything that vulgar. I may say, what's up? And he's like, what? He's like, hello. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, feed me. Me and Kevin are hungry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so 
Anyways, Steve McCarron, yes, Steve, no, Steve, you do not have to resubmit your question because although it was forever and a day for me to try to hopefully have got everybody's question in case you're listening and you had submitted one. Uh, anyways, McCarron asks, what kind of numbers should we expect from Hall without Krejci as his center? I don't think that 60 to 70 points is out of the question. No, I'm not either. I'm thinking he's probably going to have close to a 30-goal season and probably – 25 possibly 30 assist season who knows but i think hall's gonna do well i don't think he's i it really depends on who that 2c is gonna be you know and and how committed they are to you know uh, get the puck to a a high caliber player like him that can definitely put the puck in the net um consistently so it it all depends on who's feeding him but I, i definitely could see uh 30 30 you know this, that's not out of the realm of out of a player like him. Yeah. Um, I'm not okay. Again, not to trigger you, but when you guys were talking the other day and someone brought up, maybe dropping Pasternak down to the second line and made a good point about setting up pairs. So at least two of the three people on the line, you know what I mean? Yeah. So to me in this question, really, it's not about the wings. I mean, I maybe Paul and Smith be together. I'm like, that's fine with me too, as it is. But just like, if you went on that, I'm not trying to show you, I'm not saying do that. Okay. I just, my point being Hall should always score at least 60 points. Always. Do you know what I mean? Like he is, and it is a good point though, about like a high producing, depending on who there is. So if they did end up mixing up actually the right wings, like, I feel like Nick Felino, if Charlie Coyle doesn't work out, he would be a perfectly fine option to put there because the elite players around them will be doing a lot of the work as it is on any team. And everyone's part of the plug that helps it happen. You know, like you just got to be that little last gel. Um, so I absolutely expect him to score at least 60 points, at least but I would think he'd get at least up around 70, especially if Charlie Coyle gets going and he is indeed like just what we know about if it is Charlie Coyle being the second C, I think that he's easy scoring upwards towards 70 points. Cause not because Coyle is David Krejci, but I think he can also Hall's the type of player. That's all about, is he comfortable? Does he feel like other people yeah. are with him? Good point. Because he spent a lot of his career being depressed probably because he has to drag everybody with him, but he doesn't have that. Cause even in the Bruins, like even our lower end six or whatever, they're still pr- can move the puck. They're pretty fat, you know, and like has that element where he's really getting a workout amongst players. Obviously that can be said about any NHL players, but I, I do think like if the Providence guys come up, I mean, they work the top guys hard. Like they don't go, this is their time to not just shine, but just to have some fun. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's yep. fun to be the guy that stopped Taylor Hall from being able to score the goal, things like that. So I absolutely think at least 60 points. That's what I expect of him. He's not making his money as far as I'm concerned and absolutely could do 70 depending the on more, the more, the better for Taylor Hall. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I love that dude. I'm so happy to have Taylor Hall. Yeah. Okay. I know I'm going to say love, that. I love, I love uh, Marina Mayher's, um, um, she's always like Taylor Hall's a bear on <laughs> still, yeah. still to this day tweets that out. I love it. Yeah. That Shout was again, I, I still like it was yesterday. I remember being like, and for the, whatever the Bruins thing. And I'm like, Taylor, not Tyler. Did they just say Tyler? <laughs> That's what we get stuck with now. <laughs> like this is what it is. Oh my God. No, this is confusing. I'm so excited to be in the one and two slots there. Okay. 
I guess one more right before we break this. Yeah, why not? Let's do one more. Ask BNG. Eugene uh, Marino. I believe that's how you say it, but sorry if I said it wrong. At Steelman five fifty eight. Possible additions. I think we're done with additions as of now. I believe so too. I I think that everything that was done in free agency is pretty much everything that you're going to see right now, unless there's a P uh, PTO that comes in um, at training camp to push uh, some current members of this team. Uh, I don't have a list of available players that could be called to a PTO at um, Warrior Ice Arena when uh, training camp happens. But, I mean, it's, it's not out of the realm of that happening. It happens with every team that they come in and, you know, try to work out a player and see if he, you know, can make, be a fit. Most of the time it doesn't work out. But sometimes it does, you know, when it comes uh, to players like uh, Suitcase Lee Stepniak. So. Lee Stepniak. <laughs> Good old Lee. Good I used to call old... him. I used to I, every time somebody would bring him up, it's like, oh, we should go after at least something uh, Ste- Stepniak. And I always called him Stump. Stumpniak. Because I didn't see value in him. I don't know why. I wasn't a hater or anything. It's just I don't know. I call Joseph Stumple Stumpy in it. Yeah, well, that's only, that's you only made me think of that because I saw someone had tweeted about the trade with LA earlier. Mike, and I Mike Camito. Like, I love Joseph. Stumpel. Mike Camito on uh, Twitter. Uh, he's got a book coming out in the next uh, I think uh, his second book is already out. Hockey mm-hmm. 365 uh, is the second edition. So get that. Go buy it and we'll buy it for somebody for Christmas. But yeah, uh, yeah he mentioned awesome. uh, Joseph Stumple and and um, um, what was the trade? Was it Stumple. Sandy Moger? Yeah, that's who it was. For, um, oh, it was um, the goaltender, Byron Defoe. And it was somebody else. Oh, uh, Dimitri Kristich. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. The whole point was, is I was like, you said Stump, and I was like, I used to call Joseph Stumple Stumpy. Yep. Stump. I love that. Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> That's it. All right. Yes. Yes, my friend. I think it's time perhaps to give a little uh, moment for Mr. Bruce Sullivan to give us some yes. information about his awesome stuff. Absolutely do. Shout out to Bruce Sullivan. Uh, he's uh, increased his efforts to get hand signed stuff, uh, particularly Bruins for us to give away. But um, most recently, he has locked in with Sean Thornton. He's locked in with Mark Recchi. He's marked in. He's locked in with um, um, Jerry Chivas and and uh, Rick Middleton. So the, uh, a lot of these are reoccurring signings. Are happening so this is a great time to listen to what he has to say in this uh mid-show commercial of his and uh please sign up uh go to the facebook page like and share and and win some cool prizes but also in this uh he provides an email address that you can email him and um and get his inventory and costs so uh check it out and uh, we'll be right back Hello Bruins fans, this is Bruce from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia with our Black and Gold Memorabilia Moment of the Week. We have just added new Bruins memorabilia from our Andy Moog and Jerry Cheever signings. Take home an Andy Moog autographed inscribed black or white JSA authenticated jersey 
for just $99, a JSA authenticated inscribed puck for $34, or a JSA authenticated photo for just $29, or take home a Jerry Cheever's dual inscribed black or white JSA authenticated jersey with two inscriptions, Hall of Fame 85 and Stanley Cup champs 1772 for just $79. Grab a Cheever's Mini for 89 a 1970 Stanley Cup commemorative puck for 35 or a JSA inscribed mask photo for $29. Today, we host Bruins enforcer Stanley Cup champ Sean Thornton. Stay tuned for great memorabilia from Sean. For more information on our dozens of Bruins hand-signed pieces and your chance to win free memorabilia each week, check us out at our Facebook page, Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Or email us directly at bostonsportsandmusic at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in each week right here to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Let's go! What's up, Bruins fans? We are back. Just heard from the awesome Bruce Sullivan, and he's got some fantastic stuff, man. Oh, Andy Moog signature. A lot of great things going on over at Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. We're big fans of his, and you should, too, uh, sign up. Uh, I keep saying sign up. Go to Facebook and like his uh, page and become a member of his group um, mm-hmm. and, and directly talk to him from there or send him an email, like I mentioned before. But... We are back talking some Boston Bruins hockey, but for right now, I gotta I gotta uh, trigger my friend Heather's uh, vibes right now, and let her know, <laughs> let her know that um, um, our friend and soon to be friend of the show, because I do want to have her on the program when we talk about the Washington Capitals, maybe a game of the week kind of segment uh, in the future. But Sammy Silver of uh, Washington Hockey Now dot uh, com is reporting that uh, per sources. Poor, per sources, it looks like NHL players will get to lace them up for the 2022 Olympics. Yay! Yeah, I'm so, so happy. Obviously, things a lot to work to uh, a lot of work to get done for yeah. this to happen. But it sounds like, per this report, that it is um, on the right track. So um, I was really psyched about that. As as two diehard American kids old people, whatever you want to call us, uh, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a great moment for, um, for all the countries that have, have and are going to have players represent their uh, native country. So pretty cool stuff. Thank you, Sammy. And uh, hopefully talk to you soon. Yeah. Um, obviously this is nothing official, like nothing's come out from the NHL that's been seen yet, but uh, that's hopeful, hopeful. And I love the Olympics. You know how I feel. I was pissed when they let them play, but I've been really pissed if they're not going to let them play. So uh, yay. Gold. Yes. Let's get the gold, please. God, let us win the gold medals. Uh, but yeah, that's exciting. I'm glad. Yeah, I didn't see that. I'm glad you drew attention to that article. I am going to actually read that and get involved. And hopefully maybe this week we'll hear something from the NHL. And uh, that, yay. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my that God. I love it. Fantastic. I love it. And you know how I feel. Everybody should have a chance to represent their country because that is where you are. You know, my country, yep. right or wrong. That's the America I was raised in. That's why I don't understand us fighting each other all the time about stupid shit. <laughs> so, all right. 
That being said, we still got some BNGs to get to, my friends. So oh let's my God. Ask BNGs are coming out of our ears. I know. Thank you for everyone who responded over the last uh, – we inlet, we extended it the last two weeks, I guess I should say. So, anyways, Neil McDonald at McDonald Neil, who is a surprise breakout player on the back end and have the Bruins tried making Moore's contract move – moving Moore's contract in order to gain cap space, even if it means adding a pick or a prospect and that, that type of deal. That's one question. He has two questions. So let's focus on that one first. Um, I think they can't right. move Moore's contract. That's on the Moore front. I think just until he at least can play again, there's really no moving Moore. And the Bruins seem to actually, like people want to worry about Krejci. The Bruins seem like they're willing for John Moore to be on their back end. So just throwing it out there mark yeah i don't believe you can do anything until he gets healthy and a clean bill of health is is um is stated um breakout player of the year on the back, the back end, end i want to say let's go with i mean cliche will always say freaking charlie mcavoy charlie mcavoy charlie mcavoy I want to go outside of the realm of everybody else's thinking because you know how crazy I am sometimes. Heather. Yeah, not job guy. <laughs> not job from Boston. Um, yeah, right. I do want to say the back out, uh, the breakout player of the year in the back end is going to be Brandon Carlo. Hmm. Reason why that guy is, is uh, going to be a new father soon, I believe. Or did they already have the baby? I think the I can't remember, but I thought the baby was being born soon. Last I saw some lovely pictures. Well, of you know him. what? Being being a new father is also a, a confidence booster, I believe. And I, I don't have children, so no confidence here. Um, but uh, um, I don't. I do. I I just think that 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 is just something that's awesome, and and just you know, it could you know really boost his play his and his presence on the ice, which is, I believe he's so underrated, you know, Brandon Carlo is one of those types of players that every team would love to have, you know, he's a quiet type to stand, um, shut down type of type of guy, but also you want to make sure that he stays healthy enough to complete the task for the upcoming year. But I think he could be the, uh, a breakout, um, cont- uh, candidate. Let's put it that way. Um, if we're going to go with people who are actually most likely to be on the team, Again, I cross my fingers. That's Zaboral because I do love Zaboral. But again, I, it's not. I'm not a hypocrite, so I will again go with the. We are a little clogged up with what's going on, and is there enough room and whatever? Uh, so I hope it's him. But if it's gonna be someone who maybe isn't on the actual one, I want it to be Mason Lorai. I want it to be him to take leaps and bounds to like. I just love this dude and I just can't wait to see him. I just mm-hmm. can't. So he's going to be the one prospect, Mark, you watch me be very impatient with. I can't. Uh, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, I think uh, Zaboral, he's going to, I think he's kind of got the jitterbugs out and now he knows that there's room to have a slot on that left side because nothing's really like permanent over there right now. And uh, that's my choice. That's Sounds it. good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Neil, and thank you, everyone, so far for the questions. So Casper J sent us a few of them over the last few weeks. Oh, wait, did I? Oh, no, I didn't. I'm sorry, Neil. Let me get back to you one more second. Surprise player that can contribute this season. Lako, Seneshin, Ashan, Steen, Thoughts. Like, you know, I guess that's kind of like any of these guys. That goes I back don't... to who might make the lineup. 
Yeah, I, d- I don't think any of those guys make the lineup, to be honest with you. Like we said in a previous BNG, not to cut the, the question off short or anything yeah. like that. It just it's so hard to figure out right now with with so many, you know, you got under 50 days to go until the season starts. So the lineups are going to – the speculation on what the lineup's going to be is just going to be few and far between for me. Okay, so Casper also asks us, Senechin, Lanco, Steve, LaSalle, and Stanika has got to be one of the fastest groups in an, in the NA, in the AHL. Obviously, we've already discussed. We don't know if Fabian where he's playing yet. We'll work, you know, that will work that it will work itself out. Uh, I thought Senechin and Lanco took big steps in their games last year. Any chance that they could force their way onto the B's before the end of the year, which is an interesting question because. That all goes back, I think, to injuries. Yeah, injuries Not- on the left side. Uh, Lauko could come up mm-hmm. on the right side. Senechin could come up if he signed, obviously. We talked about that earlier. Um, Steen and so on. Yeah, anything could happen. Uh, well, just I'm, with- really, oh, I'm really excited to look. I'm really excited to see the Providence Bruins lineup uh, in action myself because, uh, you know, we, that, that league is getting back to normal. Uh, in a division that's going to expand from three teams to eight and travel. And it's going to be a lot of good things that are going to come out of this. Plus the lineup that is going to be instilled um, to um, have orchestrated by uh, Ryan Mujanel. So um, it's going to be fun. And this, I mean, this team's, I mean, Lyle and, and Ashan, they were the, t- my favorite pairing in the American hockey league last year, just by their mobility and their, and, Lyle being that big shutdown guy, but who also can pinch in offensively and a shine with his speed and the kids, the kid might be under six feet, but he freaking plays like a bulldog. So uh, the defense is going to be really good. Patch um, Victor Berglund's coming over your Hovacanainen still around Nick Wolf just got signed to another year deal. So it, it's, it's, there's a lot of exciting things that are coming happen down in Providence. And if you want to see this, definitely go to the website, secure some tickets and uh, get involved in watching these, at least players at the minor pro level. Um, of the players that you mentioned, I would say Lauko and Stanika are the most likely that you'll see up in the lineup, depending on injury and such throughout the year, mostly for their veteran kind of already being in the system, but also I think because developmentally they're the most rounded ones to really do that if injuries occur. So there's always a chance on this team. God knows we can never start the year with the same team we finish with. That's true. That's true. So everything is Patrice Bergeron's fault at He Loves Bruins. Who do you guys think is the alternate captaincy? Like who gets the alternate captaincy? Carlo, that's it. Mic drop. Yep, mic drop on the Carlo. We saw him have it at the um, at the game in in um, I want to say Aspen, but it's not Aspen. It's Denver. No, where was where was the outdoor game? Lake Tahoe. Yeah, he had the A for Lake Tahoe, and um, I kind of think that. Yeah, I think. He's got. Uh, I don't know. It's, this is such a tough one, but yeah, I think it's. I think it's definitely going to be. Um, uh, man, I'm. I can't think of names right. Brandon Carlo. Jesus okay. Christ. All right. This is a special part. Anyways, we love Carlo. 
I love Carlo. I'm picking Carlo. You can pick whoever you want, but I think Brandon Carlo gets it just because, <clears throat> again, his steadiness. He's just fucking steady, dude. Like he's just a steady presence on that back end throughout all of this last five or six years, you know, five years or whatever of transition, four or five years. I don't know the exact number. I think five years. I think Brandon Carlo this year might be his fifth year or whatever. But so that's it. That's it. I say Brandon Carlo. There are many worthy candidates, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But I'm picking Brandon Carlo. Uh, do you guys see a possible Rask return? If so, do you think he will be playing or coaching? This goes back to that. Like I said, now Tuka Rask may be coming in as a coach. Who is this from? Uh, this was still from the Everything's Bergeron's Fault submission. Oh. I don't. I don't see uh, Tukarask coming back as a coach, honestly, unless um, they want to move on from um, Mike Dunham, and I don't think they're going to move on from um, Bob Asenza anytime soon. So I don't. I don't. I don't see him uh, coming back as a coach. To be honest with you, yeah, I don't really imagine Tuka being back, but who knows? Now he seems to be. Oh, excuse me. Bless you. I'm allergic to two Karas coming back. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not. I don't know what that was all about. Um, yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I don't think I someday Tuka may be a coach here, but again, I think the goaltending coaching is kind of set the way it is. Yeah. So uh our old friend Clovis Roy at Clovis Roy One, old man Roy says, Hey guys and gal. Do you think Sweeney's makes one more move for a top D man to play with Charlie McAvoy? And will it involve Jake DeBrus being moved or maybe one of the summer signings? That's I again I don't I don't see anything being done anytime soon with the with another player coming in. It's gonna be in the season before the trade deadline. And and Jake DeBrus could be a leverage piece involved. Who knows? But I don't see any I don't see a big uh, trade coming. I think they want to go with what they have right now and see how it works out. I think that Fobert, I want to say Fobert, but Fobert was the big signing on the back. You know what I mean? Like he was the big signing for now. Again, I think we're sitting on it till the trade deadline at this point. See what shakes out through training camp in the first month or two and then just ride that shit until February. Or whatever. I mean, obviously, you could pull it earlier, but you know what I mean. Uh, that's my answer to that one. Uh, thank you, Clovis. I hope you're well. I have, I have an, it's interesting to do the BNGs again because a lot of people, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, you get them all out from the uh, the woodwork. Yeah. We, we don't, we haven't yeah. been doing much of BNGs because we just time. Time is, I wish we had more time because I want to go through all the BNGs and be more prepared to to properly answer them but to do that you got to do a ton of homework and that at right now is just not in the uh in my future so we'll do these sporadically but not on a weekly basis anymore all right george bartolo at barman blues are you confident with the present bruins roster yeah i want to say i am i uh, i think like i said before several times i think that this this roster is going to go through trials and tribulations, but that's what you know. New members to a team will do to you. You have to step back, reevaluate, and see what your your major plan is moving forward to the twenty one twenty two season. And I think it's going to be a good team. I'm not going to say Stanley Cup this and Stanley Cup that and rah rah rah. I'm not a rah rah guy actually. 
But um, I'm definitely going to say that this is going to be a challenging team. And I think that they're going to be – I think that the signings that they made uh, were ones that can show some aggression on the ice. Not – you know, we didn't go out and get the Tom Wilsons. We didn't go out and get, you know, um, uh, the uh, the Reeves character and so on. But we did get some complimentary pieces that have offensive capabilities too. So, but I think Nick Nick Felino can bang some bodies around. You know, mm-hmm. he's still got it, even though he's you know, a little you know older and maybe a little slower. But still, I th- I think that this team's going to do well, and uh, I mean maybe not as well as a Stanley Cup, but maybe you know uh, second round. Let's get past the second round for us. So, <laughs> oh my God, we're starting to sound like Toronto fans. Only they're still on the <laughs> Isn't first that bad? Round. Just get out of the second round. Just get out of the second round. I can't. Um, I would say, I don't know if confident would be the word I'd use, but I'm also not not confident in this team. Um, It's very strange because I am a hyper-emotional girl, but uh, Mark will tell you, and I was actually thinking when you were saying that, I appreciate that. As someone who's known you a long time, you're no longer the house is burning down kind of fan, you know, cool. like he used to. I, don't, I can't get right. stressed off. My heart rate doesn't deserve Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I'm pretty even keeled fan. I get upset, but overall, I'll just stay with the ship. If it's sinking, if it's floating high, like whatever, it's sports. I do it because I, I watch it because I love it, not because in the real world, it's actually impactful in like how I can function in my everyday life. Although sometimes as a sports fan, it does feel that way. Like, Oh man, don't make eye contact or whatever. Sorry. Shout out to my uh, first period class the day after we blew our lead on Philly in 2010. Just, it was funny. They were all quiet. What do we do? I'm like, it's fine. It's not your fault. They lost. It's not my fault. They'll play next season. And they did. And we won a cup. So see, everything will be fine. But I think everything will be fine. They'll tweak it. They'll do what they need to do. And then if not, I really come back to, then fine. Let's just blow this shit up. (laughs) Like, just blow the ship up. I don't care. Literally pick four players and everyone else must go. All right. Jess, uh, Casper J also asks us, who... Who earns a regular spot on the first the on the roster first? Vac, Ashan, or Lyle? Lyle. Lyle? I had a feeling. I, I do want to say Lyle for the fact is that he's a bigger defenseman. And I'm not knocking um Jack Ashan at all and his talents. Mm-hmm. The kid's a great skater, good shot. He has has the professional tools, but I just think his size is the one that's gonna probably bump him out. Uh, in, in in the immediate future, I think that Jack might have a shot later on in time uh, while he does his uh, due diligence in the minor pro levels and continue to build muscle and continue to build um, confidence in themselves. But Lyle's just one of those prototypical defensemen that um, can can play uh, the shutdown role, can play the offensive role, but also um, he's just he's just really good and i I was really surprised that he went undrafted i can't believe he went undrafted and the bruins just came in and with a scouting staff and just said you know let's sign this guy you know ahl deal ahl deal only and then he worked his way right into a an entry level so that's huge on the scouting with that a scouting staff that uh traditionally gets shit on uh pretty much daily about um you know, past mistakes in 2015, trigger, trigger, trigger 
Are you serious? We were having such a good time. I know. I'm kidding. But yeah, Lyle's <laughs> no, my guy. I'm Lyle's definitely kidding. my guy. Now, uh, as the Bruins do, they are geniuses at plucking undrafted players as necessary kind of thing. There's a few of them, you know, they just, all right, well. And as we talked about, I think more players do go undrafted, but good eye on the scouting. I don't yeah. shit on the scouts, not just because of <clears throat> you're making me fucking say it, the 2015 draft, but because it takes a lot to be a professional sports scout. So I do not have the level of professional knowledge to fucking disagree with the scouts. Now, whether the players pan out or not is not the scouts job. Okay. Because right. ultimately the scouts don't actually draft the players. They just publish reports and give them to the people who do make the decisions and give them some suggestions, you know? All right. Uh, thank you. Ryan Duffy at R Duffy 26. What are your expectations for the second line this season? Do you guys think Coyle is the right fit? Will Hall score more than 60 points? We already answered that. We expect him at least to have 60, but definitely probably. Uh, Will Hall, oh, I already said that. Craig Smith over or under 25 goals. Let's start with the first one. What are my expectations for the second line? I expect that they fucking produce because I can't go another season of only the production line because I won't use the other P word. The production line, the only consistent scoring fucking team. And now, because I need that, because now we don't have Krejci, who is like the fourth scorer, you know what I mean? And Krug went to St. Louis two seasons. So I need everyone else to like really blossom, right? We need Taylor Hall to be Taylor Hall and Charlie Coyle to be Charlie Coyle, if that's who indeed is. And I guess I'd answer the fit part. He seems to be the obvious fit for now, but I'm also not afraid for it not to be Charlie Coyle. So I'll let you talk. We'll talk about Smith after. What do you think? I think it's going to be Coyle. And and Hall on the left and Smith on the right. And I think it's going to be a productive line. I just want to see Charlie get that, Charlie Coyle for that matter, um, just get on a point-producing role, a train that it can't be stopped until uh, hopefully mid-June. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I just want to see him. I just really want – I want to see his confidence get up and, and just like – I know he can score. I know he can. He's he can put the puck in the net. He's just got to he's got he's got to believe in himself and, and do it. So and like I said earlier, when you when you are in that role and you know that line is is solely made up for secondary scoring, in my opinion, you have to produce. And um and if that doesn't work out, then we do have some complementary pieces that I mean, if he needed to be dropped back down to the third line center that you know eric hall could possibly go into the 2c um mm -hmm. nick felino could go in the 2c but that's kind of stretching it a little jack stanika could yeah, go well, i just triggered some people <laughs> i'm a huge fan of stanika and everything a great kid hard worker and so on but i i, I don't see it this year honestly um i was gonna just what was i gonna say about this goes back to what we talked about, though. Like, I feel like Charlie Coyle, if we get Bruins Charlie Coyle, with his get-up-and-go attitude and Smitty Superman antics, Taylor Hall is going to be comfortable and relaxed, and they can definitely probably put a lot of points on the board and do. We won't have to be sitting here two months from now. Secondary scoring. If I have to have that conversation again, I'm going to – I can't. I smash my head in. It's, it's one of those recurring Bruins nightmares conversations. Uh, but, yeah, if – 
I expect the second line produces. That's what I expect. I expect Taylor Hall to earn his fucking $4 million, even though he took a discount. That's still a lot of money. And I expect Charlie Coyle, now that he's had surgery, he said he's feeling good. I trust you. I I trust you, Charlie, but show me because... If not, I don't have an issue with you being moved somewhere else too. I'll package you and Jake DeBrusque right the hell out of here if things don't pick up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's just it. I expect that. So maybe over, that's a hard one. Over or under 25 goals? I'm going to say yeah. over because I, I want that line to just be so good. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go if Charlie Coyle is indeed the fit, which he seems, at least with familiarity, because you also have to think neither Smith nor Hall have been Bruins all that long either. So at least Coyle is someone who is more clicked into the system. And now that they've kind of seem all right in the system, it might be easier to get them together than Eric Holler and them. You know, that's all I'm thinking too. So at least, you know. Holla, if you hear me, Eric, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks for getting silly. Our man, Chris Blackie, hashtag Krejci forever, baby. Um, What player, also Dan Hyman, I just have to point out. Weird. Me and Chris Blackie, I'm telling you, we got the same mind frame. But anyways, he says, what player do you think will have a good season that nobody is talking about? I have my answer. Go ahead. Allmark. I think Allmark. If he can play as well as he did in Buffalo with good defensive players who didn't play well defensively, I think if the Bruins defense can settle down and he has people who can put a lot of pucks in the net down the other end, he may squash the whole Tuka Rass conversation. I'm going to, I'm going to go with you on this one. I'm because I was thinking somebody else, but no, this is good. Yeah. Allmark, because there's a lot of people that, don't think that he was a good signing. And for that matter, and you know how I love chaos. Mm-hmm. I want to see him do good. So all these begin whiners that, you know, you know, said that, you know, why don't you keep Halak around or, 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 or you know, Halak's better than Allmark and all these, all these narratives that went around. I just want to see it thrown back in their face after he receives a Vezina trophy or Vezina, mm-hmm. however Vezna. you want to call it. It's Vezna, called the Vesna. That's what I'm going to call it. So. No, that's a good point. Because you know what else? Olmark is younger than Halak. And you know I love me, Slav Halak. But at the time, yeah, we've moved on, okay? But I do feel like he might, even if he does what he did in Buffalo, that will help the team, you know? I don't yeah. know what that is. And he might, like I said, just pop off and squash this whole is Tuca coming in and weaseling out. It might be him and Sway all the way. All the way, Ooh. Sway. All, all right. right. I don't know. All right. Thanks, Chris. Um, everything is Patrice Bergeron's fault. Uh, he loves also asks us, who do you think wears the A next season? And we answer that. We both think Brandon Carlo. Just out of curiosity, who was the per- who was the person you were going to say? And I said, all Mark, and it threw you for my vote. Um, I was going to say, um, Coyle, Charlie Coyle. Yes. Charlie Coyle. That's, that's He's just going to blossom into a butte. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're almost done with these hashtag SBNGs. Holy let shit. Me let me see. That was, uh, a lot of questions. Thank you, uh, to, everybody for submitting your questions again we are going to get back into this because i think bngs are fun and uh it gives you stuff to talk about makes you think 
yeah, I think we got uh, all of them. So thank you. And next awesome. time we throw it out, just as a reminder, use hashtag AshBNG because that's how Inga does not have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and yes. scroll and make sure. It, yes. it all gets Hit together. that algorithm, folks. Hit that algorithm because that's how we save all these. We go back and it's so easy because you just you scroll up a couple and bam, they're all there. All right. So there's just a few more things I think we can start wrapping towards uh, wrapping or whatever in our Patreons. Uh, but thanks again for the aspect. Hashtag AskBNGs, you guys are the best. All right, yes. so the Bruins, this was from the other week, but I just wanted to quickly mention it again about the Filippo Park and Prince Street North End being opened. Uh, the Bruins were there during the ribbon-cutting ceremony. It's a little multi-sports complex uh, near the Boston Garden. It was funded by the Bruins Foundation, the NHL, and the city of Boston, and it's, like, ongoing, like, you know, kind of, improvements on accessibility to hockey rinks in the city. Uh, the Bruins Foundation, uh, Bob Sweeney was there for him, and uh, Charlie Jacobs was over there for the ribbon cutting, and Andrew Raycroft did a Willie O'Ree clinic afterwards. Uh, but you had brought this up because you are a big proponent of communities investing in, like, in, like, multi-things like this, like with the basketball court here and the tennis court there and, you know, whatever, like a street hockey kind of rink or whatever deck hockey, whatever could be created. I don't know, whatever different levels of that you could actually get people to yep. invest the money in to create. Uh, you guys used to play in the winter. You guys would be on the ponds and in the summer, you guys were always at the tennis courts, which is now where the skate park is. So like oh, projects yeah. like that, you know, and investing in that. The one thing before I let you get into your, you know, investing in the stuff and not just our community, but like generally the communities is that it's about fucking time though, that you're doing these kind of things because part of building the garden back in the nineties was you were going to, in conjunction with the department of recreation, create more rinks, update all those seventies busted down ass rinks and the ones like Kasabuski that are even really older things like that. And I'm sure all over the state, there are stories of rinks that, you know, haven't been updated in 40 years or whatever kind of thing. And yeah. that didn't, I am by no means saying they did not follow through on any of the promise of the money they were to invest. I'm just saying they didn't execute it the way they were supposed to, or in any way called a timely manner. So, no. but yay, it's open. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I think it's a great thing for the community. And, mm -hmm. and what it does is it really sets the tone for a child's interest early. And I like the way that they do stuff like this. This is, listen, hockey's expensive. A lot of parents these days, I mean, money's tight, this and that, you know. If you have it, invest it and so on. But I just don't want to see good parents, hardworking parents get involved in something that the kid really doesn't want to get involved in. And I think that having recreation like this at this level, whether it be, you know, certain days it's, it's, um, it's street hockey, certain days it's inline, you're getting mm -hmm. to know the game and you, you, you're working on your skills and so on. And if a child doesn't like it, then move on to baseball or soccer, something that you like, but, I like having these opportunities. This is what Canada has all the time. You look at, I'm, I mean, listen, I'm a huge um, a Google Maps guy. You know what I mean? I like looking at cities and so on. But from afar, in like in Toronto, you can see these outdoor facilities everywhere. 
mm-hmm. everywhere. And this is how that area gets involved in, in interest. Now, in our area, our community of Amesbury, Massachusetts, I find it a little disheartening that the interest isn't there to have a full Amesbury High School hockey team that you have to like go to another school and partner up with. That that's disturbing to me. It really is. And the forefathers of this of the Amesbury Maples are rolling around in their graves because these those were the um, the opportunities that they would have gone out there and really forced their way into getting kids involved and so on. It's just so hard sometimes that we have all this space for soccer fields and all this space for everything else. But the one sport that we should be freaking holding on to, we're barely holding on to when it comes to interest. And I'm not discrediting any of the acts of the Amesbury Youth Hockey Program. This is not my intention at all. And or, or any of the board members or fundraising that they do or 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 who they're teaming up with currently right now. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody. I just want to see the interest get there. You know, if the interest is there, the youth programs will have more interest, obviously. So that's kind of my well, long rant. My comment on whatever is a couple things. One, we live in America and not Canada. And part of the problem is, is we have so many sports, like not in Can- not because in Canada, kids don't also play soccer and baseball and things like that. But in Canada, hockey is the national sport. In America, ho- hockey, basketball, soccer, the field hockey, like whatever, like cup stacking. Like we have so many ridiculous, we put the spelling bee on our sports channel. That's how competitive set minded we are. Okay. But in all seriousness though, and you have so many choices. I do think when you get to the high school level, a lot of kids who always got to play hockey and basketball growing up, make a choice one way or another, you lose kids to go into, you know, whatever upper level programs, if that's what their skill set is. But I do think one point, not just for you about generating actual players, but interest in the sport is there are a lot of people who are very sporty. So you're not the best hockey player, but you and your buddies can, like you said, play street hockey. Like you're, you're not trying to go to BU just because your buddy is, but you certainly like to fuck around with your buddies. You know what I mean? And that generates fans that later go and buy D one hockey jerseys and NHL jerseys and potentially some kind of rooster Jersey that says crazy with the accent on the back, which is good. No, I'm not kidding. I really want a jersey. Um, But yeah, you know what I mean? So like, it's not even that, just interest in it. But I think sometimes in America, imagine how bad it is in other places if it's like that in the Northeast where hockey is a big deal. I also think you have to, and I think I've said this to you before. So like, if if we really want a rink to be here, then we've got to take an initiative to try and start like a, you know, make the noise, not just here, but in any community. And sometimes that you have to make the noise before they do, because there's all this other stuff that towns and stuff are doing. So if they're not hearing, that's something we should be trying to figure out um, how to get. It's, it's being heard. I'm often on the uh, Facebook live um, Thursday meetings mm-hmm. and I uh, constantly, anytime recreation is brought up, I'm like speaking of recreation, how about this? And and the answers are, oh, we, we're thinking about bringing back the the uh, the skating uh, area back to the park. And I'm like, no, it's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Finding a slice to. Yeah. yeah. 
And not only that, but I mean, they're going to have to. Maybe if we get a new mayor, we'll uh, figure something out. I don't know. New mayor, old mayor, mayors. We're not getting into the craziness that's going to be the (laughs) elections this year in Ainsbury. Oh, it's going to heat up soon. Uh, Yeah, yeah, but so that is one thing for me because it's just from a business standpoint. It's not just about, sure, you're going to grow some hockey players, but you also, kids need places to go. Maybe you guys and you guys, I mean, also me on many occasions, wouldn't just wander around and be little hoodlums if we had things to do, especially in smaller towns that aren't in Toronto and have access to those things or Boston, you know, like it's great. And I'm so glad they have things to do, but I agree with you having the support thing uh, just generally, but I do feel we're overwhelmed by sports. Like there are so many options and kids do so many things here. I don't know, but you see a lot of times though. That's why like we live in suburbia. So here, it's still like Wayne's world game on. Like they yeah. put their oh, yeah. two families, bring their, you know, kind of <laughs> everyone throws a stick in the middle and grabs up or whatever. So, uh, all right. That I just wanted to mention that. Sorry. Okay. Stay focused. Oh yeah. It's official. We're going to have the ads on the jerseys this season. Okay. I don't care if we have ads on jerseys. I just ask that it doesn't become ridiculous like the European jerseys. Like if every team has a sponsor or something like that's cool. I can't deal with like when David Krejci's jersey got held up, I couldn't even read Krejci because there were so many other logos. I'm like, what team does he play for? Mercedes? I can't tell. Uh, Just for the record, I don't know if Mercedes is actually a sponsor of Krejci's new team. I just had to make up a European country and that's what I picked. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for whatever revenue is needed to be taken in and, um, create more cap space. You know, ultimately, that's what it what it is going to do. The stickers, the little stickers on the helmets, generated a hundred million dollars in 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 advertising revenue for the league, and let's that's a lot of money. And um, you know, a lot of these little things are moving the bar of the uh, the, um, the the hard salary cap right now. Or the flat salary cap, I should say, mm-hmm. um, with with uh, reports of it going up to up up, up a million dollars, so eighty two point five million uh, in the next year or or whatever. So these types of things are are moving the needle to get more cap space and and you know better players on each team and so on, and have a little more flexibility. Um, I'm I'm not saying I don't want it. I don't. I, I'm not saying I hate it. I don't really do not want to see them go as far as what some European leagues are doing. But if there's a four or five of them on there, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose my shit. That's going to depend on size. Like I said, I don't in North American hockey, the logo is the team's logo, like the Blackhawks logo or whatever they may be called in the future. I don't know. However, everything will be, you know, that is the logo, the Rangers logo, whatever it is, like that is the logo. So if you're going to do that, it better be tiny little ones, like a helmet sticker plus a so- shoulder pad. But like I said, I don't want it to be tacky. I guess that's what it is. Do you know what I mean? Not too yeah. many. But I also understand there's only so many dashes you can sell to like have a visibility for the company to invest their money on the ice. So, all right. So I just wanted to mention that we hadn't, that is, was a big, good money thing. Um, also women's worlds are going on right now. They started last weekend. We were going to actually talk before they started playing uh, right around when they were starting to play, but they're up in Calgary. 
Uh, the tournament is uh, 31 games. August, it was started on August 20th. We're nearing the end. The semis are starting tomorrow. The women have been doing pretty well in the pre-tournament. They beat Russia 6 to nothing, and then they beat in the preliminaries beat Finland three to nothing and they beat Switzerland three to nothing and Russia six to nothing. And then we lost to Canada five to one. But again, you know me, I'm a North American hockey girl. So, okay, I guess if we're going to lose to Canada and then we bounce back 10 to two against uh, Japan, but shout out to the Japanese women for making some history being representing their country in the women's worlds this year uh, on that. Uh, they don't, I don't think the, I think they have some games going on today. So, the brackets aren't set for the semis and whatnot, but yep, just shout out to Women's Worlds. I'm glad they got, it sucks they couldn't have it in Halifax last year, but I'm glad they're having it in Calgary this year. And to all the ladies in the tournament, your badasses. That's all I want to yes. say. Yes, no, it's very cool, man. I'm so happy that they got this uh, off and running. Mm-hmm. All day long and twice on Sunday. Uh, also <laughs> to note, we've won the last five World Women's. It's like we win the Women's. So hopefully we do it again this year, but who knows? Uh, oh, and another thing just before we start wrapping up is Henrik Lundqvist retired. Oh, my God, I can't. You knew it was coming. Uh, Hank is awesome. I, I don't know who doesn't love Henrik Lundqvist. He's just awesome. He's, like, handsome and suave and awesome at goaltending. Unfortunately, obviously, because of the health reasons, he didn't get to play in uh, the capital. So I guess he's a ranger forever. Uh, but good luck in your, I, like I said, in your supermodel career next, sir, that will be what you're doing. Cause he is a fashionista, but awesome. He's going to um, be in the debate like Tuka Rask. Should you be in there? Like your numbers is it worth it? Cause obviously he didn't get a cop him, carry price, those kind of guys. Go ahead. Congratulations on a fantastic career. Absolutely. Uh, Lundqvist is one of my favorite goaltenders besides mm -hmm. any Boston Bruins goaltender and Tuga Rask particularly. Um, but, you know, um, I really like what uh, what Roberto Luongo tweeted out. Um, he said uh, he got in touch with, um, with uh, Lundqvist on Twitter and said, um, how about we start a podcast, Two Goats, No Cup. <laughs> so, no cost whatever and i thought that was yeah. pretty funny um uh, but i i hate to burst your bubble on his um his fashion career but <laughs> I, I believe that he will uh be a fantastic co uh fantastic co fantastic host on the show jeopardy yeah you think so i uh that'd be know, fabulous he's got that he's got that alex trebek suave that you, i think uh, trebek wouldn't mind henrik lundquist replacing exactly him. Exactly. I mean, girl from Blossom might be mad that somehow she's still not allowed to host the Jeopardy, even though she had raised reviews. But uh, yeah, uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, you know, uh, I do appreciate the goaltenders and there's few people who give me the super warm and fuzzies the way of, say, like a Marty Brodeur does. And Henrik Lundqvist is definitely him like the Dominic Cassocks. There are a few people that I'm just like, oh my God, this is so hot to watch. And also Henrik Lundqvist is hot, but no, just kidding. We love you. Have a great, whatever. We'll see you somewhere. I'm sure, sir. And uh, enjoy your family. And it was a career of careers. Yeah. And that was awesome. All right. So keep the, an eye on these dates, uh, September 19, uh, 21st, which is a little less than a month away from today. 
We will be playing the Capitals in the preseason. That's our first preseason game. We're not sure quite when camps or whatever are shaking out, but uh, that should be around soon. Like really the details on camps and like you said, the prospect uh, challenge type thing. Uh, and we oh, the NHL opens up on October 12th, which I know everyone listening are NHL junkies. So they'll be watching there. These open up on the 16th, as do the Providence Bruins, who will be having their little ceremony because they have not been allowed to have their double, I mean, their uh, banner ceremony. So they're going to have a double one against the Bridgeport uh, Islanders. Islanders. I know. I, I didn't know if I wanted to say the full name or just say versus Bridgeport, and then my brain kind of paused because I was looking at what the next yeah. thing wants to remind. Sorry, I was, I was having a hard time multitasking there for a second. Uh, the Pride open up on November 6th versus the Minnesota Whitecaps, and there are other things for the NHL, and potentially, I guess, February 7th to the 22nd, Olympic pause, NHL. Great. Yes. Um Rate and review the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Shout out yes, to please. our lovely podcast, not just us, but Dump and Change and Lindra Podcast and Short Shift and Puck Lines and Beehive and Heart of Lions and Causeway Kings and Bruins Breakdown, Holtz on Hockey, your Maples Podcast. Remember the Maples. Oh, and a new one that will be coming out, Poke the Pod. Uh, follow all of them if you like the sweet sounds of just hockey fans doing hockey fan things thinking that you know we're armchair experts but also not taking ourselves too seriously because we are not actual experts uh blackandgoldhockey.com all the awesome writers over there and all of that mark we're going to the patreon i'm sorry i'm just making sure we got everything in looking at the papers looking around take us home my friend take it easy psycho i can't all right. I, one of those days I just want to get it done with before another world war breaks out in my home <laughs> Uh, the life of having two boys. All right. Anyway, um, we do have a Patreon account. If you want to get involved, there's some awesome prizes that you can win just for a dollar. Please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast. Donate a dollar, as I said, and you'll be entered to win into a weekly giveaway. But also for that dollar, a hand signed jersey giveaway once a month. It, uh, September is quickly coming. It's only days away. But the middle of September... We're going to be giving away this hand-signed Rick Middleton jersey, Boston Bruins jersey, beautiful stitch and everything, fully official, fully authenticated, beautiful stuff. And uh, this is from the awesome Bruce Sullivan at Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. So, you know, not only go to uh, his Facebook page and contact him for stuff for your fan cave, but also you can win stuff here just for a buck. So... Mm -hmm. That is awesome. We love uh, giving away stuff, and we love our Patreon members because they're the they're the they're the bee's knees. And and speaking yeah. of bee's knees, <laughs> uh, it's uh, last week I forgot because I, I was a I was in a panic on uh, Wednesday. We had to rush out a, a quick episode, and uh, usually when I when I get groups of people like that, I lose focus. I'm getting old, guys, so I forget things. Um, so we did not do a, B and, uh, a Patreon giveaway last week. We're going to make up for that today. So we're going to do two prizes. Uh, last week's winner, our very own Maria from Watertown. Awesome, Yay. Maria. I will send you a, uh, a gift sooner or later. And uh, this week's That's winner. That's sharing. Yes. <laughs> this, this week's winner is, uh, is Michelle Grimm. So thank Yay. you, Michelle. Another awesome person. 
So you guys are absolutely amazing. And like I said, please go to the Patreon dot com slash hockey podcast. We love you guys. Yes, we'll give and- a shout out to our Patreon people and I'll list off their names again. Maybe we'll do it when we give away the Ricky Middleton jersey. We'll do that for the yep. start of the season. Actually when we talk on that day, it'll be the day after the first of the season that yeah, the exactly. whole year, so exactly. that's a very exciting day. We'll do it then. All and right. I think October's October's giveaway. I'm looking at the stack right now and it looks like a hand-signed Jerry Cheever's Hall of Fame jersey. So very exciting for that. So we have have jerseys out till, I think we have them now till mid-2022. So we're rolling on this. So get involved. Help us. We're a small sports media company. So half half of your investment goes to uh, paying the bills here and providing this, uh, this podcast. The, the website platform and, and everything that goes along with running a small sports media company. But also half of that goes into buying more stuff to give away for the awesome Patreon members like yourself. So um, with that being said, I want to thank everybody. Hopefully everybody's doing well, safe. It's a, it's a, you know, it's coming fall. It's we're we're Grizzly Jersey number away. Mm-hmm. Things are coming quickly, so um, we're looking for writers. We're looking for podcasters. If you want to get on board, please let me know. Send me an email at Black and Gold Productions LLC at gmail.com and talk to me about uh, you know writing or podcasting or whatever you would like to do uh, as a team. I feel like here. crazy train should have been in the background. If you want to get aboard this crazy train, yeah. that's the BNG family. That's right. Stations humming all the time. <laughs> what I love about us is we don't even agree with each other, which is great. Cause you know, sometimes everyone's just like, we are we're, robots. And we're, we're like, like we're like the brother and sister Bruins hockey talk. We, 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 we get at each other's throats most, most of the time, yeah. but we find ways to, um, to settle ourselves down and, and, uh, and, and bust through a two hour program once a week. So I particularly I like when other people are hating on like prospects and stuff. And then because I'm not rah, rah prospect girl, you sometimes take it out on me. Like it's my fault. They're all say- like, dude, I didn't say that about Jack Stadika or Oscar Steen. I didn't, I just said, you know me, I wait and see you show me, show me the money or show me. And then I'll let them give you the money. Actually, I don't get a choice either way, but it's awesome. always talking Bruins with you sorry we missed out last week thank you for all the bng submissions that was like a marathon at least i had yeah. something to talk about not just me rambling yeah uh, ingle loves hockey mark loves hockey we all love the bruins Hurrah! yes and don't forget uh, as heather said please rate and review it's very important for, uh, for us and and gets us a little more notoriety on these on these uh listening platforms particularly the ones uh um Apple Podcasts and Spotify and so on. So we would truly appreciate that. Leave a five-star rating. Say something good. Say something bad about us. We don't care. Say how does be like that? How the girl's insane. One week she can't speak English. The next week she's like. (laughs) (laughs) Flying off the wall. That's what we do here. We're absolutely crazy folk here. But anyway, with that being said, let's get this show done. And um, we'll do episode 243. Uh, It is uh, Labor Day weekend next weekend. So we're going to be probably recording sometime early. And uh, we do have a guest lined up. Uh, I'm going to be circling around with Jeff Mannix from the Big Jab and the Bruins Die Hard Talkie Podcast. We're really excited to have him on. Talk about a few players and coaches uh, that are going to be in the Boston Bruins system. 
And um, so um, let's hope that he's still on board with that. But uh, with that being said, I'm Mark Allred. This is Heather Anderson. It's the Black Gold Hockey Podcast. We want to thank betonline.ag for being the show sponsor and being with us forever. Please go to betonline.ag and use the code CLNS50. We would certainly appreciate that. I'm, I'm done. I, I got nothing. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> Peace out. Love you guys. Take care. Be safe. And uh, do all the, the good things that you humans do on a regular basis. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com, and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.